0: Welcome back to the land of the living.
1: It's like magic.
2: Has
0: anyone found any other evidence that might lead to this actually being the man killer? I might have found something. I found a large bone and I think it's over there on the ground.
3: I could have sworn you had something else.
0: She's never wrong. Taylor! Something is missing! I'm gonna ask you what and you better hope to god you give the right answer. Isabel. That was not the right answer. Fame! Fortune, a gosh dang moment of peace. What do I want most? Roll to care. Oh no, I care. Oh, also, and Smoo just holds up a third human skull, just starts waving it around. Rolls in- Can I roll intimidate with my human That's skull? That's my
4: head? dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, tell her something American. I'm waiting. <laughs>
3: There, foundlings and welcome back to this week's episode of the gate chronicles this is season one episode 25 i am your game master and host for today's episode and for this campaign i don't know why i always say that anyway my name is emily also known as snow and i also play in the other podcasts or online Odds. so you should make sure you check out the other podcast as well because we work hard on both and both deserve equal amounts of love but this one should get more. Just, just saying. <laughs> anyway, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves, dear players.
0: Hi, I'm Quentin from the uh, podcast that should get more love, uh, which is the Odd Campaign Podcast. Thank you very much. But here uh, I am, just a measly player. I'm not a GM. I only play one character right now, which is Charles Smote, fifty-seven-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York, currently trying to get his money's worth. Hi, uh I'm Jaden from Planet Earth. Uh I, I don't don't have another podcast. Uh <clears throat> but I'll be playing Finavir Avere. He's a bard and a aspiring merchant. Hi, I'm Andrew. You may know me from nowhere else because I don't really do anything else. Uh I play I play Alan Taylor, the flannel clad mad lad from Ohio. Hi, I'm Zach. I play Alfred Kenneth Mest, an aspiring alchemical engineer looking to develop some medicines to help the people around him and hopefully not get eaten by a giant frog. Well, you didn't, so that's always like a bonus. Yeah, but well, I have to continue not being eaten by a giant frog. You you These frogs stinks. will clearly grow up again and attack us again, and I have to be ready for this so well, for the have... impending frog army. So, so the current list is frog magaddin. The current list is plants, giant lizards, frogs, and praying mantises. Right? Wait until we get to add you know the bandit. The, the bandits were about the nicest ones. They didn't try to eat me. They didn't try and eat they just They just tried to kill you. Oh, exactly. Zach, no, Zach, now you came her ideas. There's going to be cannibal bandits out there. <laughs> no, you've just Canna given bandits? her the idea. <laughs> I don't think that was on her radar until you <laughs> said some. Now shush. Bandables. Bandable Toes Crunch. <laughs> let's go, boys.
3: I'm just going to fold that thought but, but up and put it in my pocket for a later Bandable
0: Toes I'm- Crunch?
3: <laughs> so, let's pick up where we left off. It seems that a nice, relaxing bath was all you needed. Your muscle aches ebb, and the strong urge to sleep comes over you all, and you realize a lot of the day has already passed by. The sun has set, and you guys, briefly meeting outside of the bathhouse, you all make it back down to the wagons, or back up to the wagons, to sleep. So we're going to pass through that time. So, Finavir. After arising from the mud path, you find that your skin feels silky smooth and it's almost like your old skin has sort of peeled away and it revealed this fresh new baby skin underneath.
0: Oh my gosh, Did it do anything for used. my acid burns?
3: For your acid burns? Yeah, yeah I,
0: it... I have eight damage of acid burns right now.
3: No, it did not recover the acid burns, but it did soothe them a little bit. Great. But the area does look a lot smoother. It doesn't look it doesn't appear as irritated as it was before and smooth. You feel similarly.
0: Simil- that simil- didn't, l- so that didn't,
3: that didn't come out. Similarly, 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 similarly,
0: Similar. similar. I feel likewise.
3: You do. You feel just likewise.
0: Um, and we're still fatigued, right?
3: You are fatigued. Yeah. Um, Actually, no, you guys would have been exhausted if you didn't rest for the hour,
0: but we would have while we were bathing, I'd imagine
3: true, you bathe for an hour,
0: I mean oh yeah, i, I would have I would have fallen asleep, okay, legitimately like I would have like rested my head sure. up on something and I would have fallen asleep in the bath,
3: sure, you are no longer exhausted, you are fatigued. if there is nothing else, you guys all go to sleep and oh, yeah. well, and as you wake up, you hear the sound of some of the caravanners, basically shouting back and forth and you hear the wagons uh, as doors open and close and it sounds like things are being moved around oh, quite a bit. Oh
0: no, I'm a... I'm a uh, uh. Uh, do I heal for resting or...
3: Yes, you heal for resting. Oh, I feel very
0: limber. Oh, i a just stretch. stretched. So, first I noticed that I didn't have a nightmare. Score.
3: Yeah, your rest was peaceful. In fact... After having such a relaxing bath, you had very good dreams.
0: Ah, oh, nice. All right. Uh, I want to just, whatever state I'm in, I'll just walk outside. Okay. And take a peek. Like, you know, like, not even put on my shoes, but I'll, like, stand at the last step and just kind of, like, hang out the door with my arms.
3: Okay. Finavir. as you step outside, there is a terrible odor that hits your nostrils, but you've gotten used
4: to it. Mm, morning.
3: But the wind... And, the, well, the breeze brushes your hair in just the right angle and direction that it actually gets you on your favorite side and you look really good.
0: Hmm. Morning. Morning. <laughs> good morning to me. <laughs> Do I say anything, suspect?
3: You see that outside there are a lot of the workers of the caravan running around in the more front wagons as though they are packing up.
0: Uh, I'll just go back inside. Okay. Uh, I'll... Tell everyone that they're backing up. Is everyone accounted for? It? Really? I will now check. <laughs> Sound off. One, two, three, four, five, six. Fast, come on. You know Christmas your integers. Well, we gotta make sure everyone's here. Is this an American ritual? Okay, you joined right in, so apparently it's universal.
1: Uh, be quiet. Everything is too loud. What was
0: that? I just, Smoot just gets right up in her ears.
1: She takes her
3: pillow, Sissy does, and she takes her pillow and flips over and just covers her head. I have a headache,
1: please. Don't do that.
0: Wait, you said people are packing up outside? Yeah. That means they're getting ready to leave. Oh, yeah. Well, we gotta get paid. It's oh, Smoot. Smoot rushes out the door. Oh, th- 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 t- it's a Taylor follows behind.
3: <laughs> okay. So, Uh-oh. Alan Taylor, you jump out of your bunk and you see as you see Smoot rush out the door and you follow after him. But you realize almost too late that you do not have your shoes on as you stumble out into the mud. And, Smoot, you're just barreling forward, and I don't think you register that you're not wearing shoes. Are shoes? You
0: wearing, are you wearing clothes? Hey, I'm in my undies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Uh, I'm, a 50, I'm a grown 57-year-old man in my can't. tidy whiteies. Run back to that. Sees, sees Smoot. Runs back. Ben, Ben, Ben. Gotta oh, get my money. Give me his pants. Gotta get my money. I, I grab Smoot's clothes and I toss it to Finn. <laughs> grab- I toss it to, to Taylor. I, I grab I grab Smoot's pants and uh, whatever clothes Finn tossed me, and I run after Smoot. I'm 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 not running. I would be power walking. Oh, so fun. you would catch up with me.
3: So yeah, Alan Taylor, you are running. Uh, did you get your shoes on? Or are you no. just running? Okay. No, have- I was
0: too concerned with covering up the the the, the, the basically naked old man. <laughs> He's well built, though. This is dad bod in tidy whiteies. This not is not true. something he that is, anyone should see. He's well shaped.
3: He he's charging through the streets in tidy whities while Alan Taylor many steps behind him because Smoot is actually surprisingly fast for his age. You see him charging through the street, ba- pale skin and all, mud covering his legs.
0: My base speed is faster than you. That's right. <laughs> Owl because barbarians gain fast movement, which gives them a plus ten to their base move speed. That's really wow. <laughs> I, I catch up to him and I just throw his clothes at him and I say, clothe yourself. Oh. You oh. heathen. Well, I mean, come on. I <laughs> oh. kind like these pants. They do fit well. But that's besides the point. We're going to get new clothes. It's gonna be, they're going to be comfortable. They're, we're going to have multiple sets. We're going to be able to wash them. It's going to be great. We're going to get paid. That's um, all well and good, but you can't go running through town naked. A scream erupts in the village. As I'm bending over, putting my pants on.
2: Yes, your your plumber's crack is
3: showing. Well, there is a scream in the village that Smoot hears and Alan Taylor hears.
0: Do you want me to sense motive the oh, scream to determine what its origin could be? Yes, yeah, sure. I'll like do what that. caused the person to scream? That is would, it
3: me? That would not be a sense motive. That would be a perception check. Sure,
0: I'm, 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 I'm gonna try that too. Okay. 26. 22.
3: Smoot, you're bending over and you look between your legs and behind <sighs> you. And Alan Taylor, you, you see his gaze between his legs staring a little Lock bit more eyes. wide-eyed. <laughs> but you turn and follow his eyes and you see that there are two young ladies standing behind you guys directly in full view of Charles Smoot and his tidy whities And these women are labbergasted by what they see. Uh, one of them covers their eyes. The other one throws a basket of bread over her head and the bread falls <laughs> onto the ground and they just run off.
0: Not the bread. Smoot. I finished putting my pants on. <laughs> I swear if you get us a reputation for being streakers after we save this what? town. I wasn't streaking anyone. I, I had pants on the whole time. No. <laughs> I had you had on. small clothes on the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's all that really matters. It's not like I went skinny dipping in the public pond. That was college.
4: What's going on
3: over here? You hear as somebody comes marching towards you and you turn your attention towards this figure and you see that it is one of the town or village
4: guards.
0: Ah, my apologies. Uh, I heard there was a stripper in town. I ain't a stripper. It's just my mildly senile friend here forgot to throw his clothes on this morning before he walked out the door. Actually, what I'm currently doing is the reverse of stripping. I came out naked and I'm putting clothes on.
4: Ah, so an emission of guilt, I see.
0: What, putting clothes on is guilty in this town?
4: You came outside naked, not clothed. That what? is not allowed in this village.
0: He wasn't naked. I wasn't naked. He was just in his tally whities.
4: Indecent exposure in the village is not legal.
0: What? Well, when did I ever sign up to these laws?
4: I'm going to have to ask you to come with me. Well, where's that? To the jail.
0: The jail? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to knock, so knock him on the back of the head with my fist. Smoot, you're an idiot. Let's go get this taken care of.
2: I thought you were knocking the guard on the back of the head. Although
0: it would have been great we <laughs> no. just knock him out and run. No, I'm knocking Smoot on the back of his wait, head wait, for wait. being a dipstick. No, wait, don't I don't have, like, traveler's immunity. I'm with the caravan. Sir,
4: it is important for those who travel with the caravan to be aware of the laws of the villages that they
0: travel well, to. Well, I wasn't handed a pamphlet or anything.
4: That is not my responsibility.
0: So, I mean, you can make up any law and say I'm guilty.
4: You need to come with me, and you're going to need to fill out some paperwork.
0: I can't read or write.
4: He just looks at you, looks you (laughs) up and down. Not as much. (laughs) Come along, then.
0: But the mayor wants to see me immediately. That's why I ran out in such a hurry.
4: Oh, yes, yes. Everyone says the mayor needs to see them when they get in trouble with the law. Now come along now, and he starts to try to strong-arm you.
0: I stand still. (laughs) I help the guard try to strong-arm him. It is your reposition check versus my CMD, so. Nope. <laughs> the co- <laughs> Is this far enough away that this is outside of Finn's problem zone? Oh, absolutely. Did, did Finn in the- go into town with them? Mm. And then <laughs> Finn yeah, isn't in there. Town. Finn's not there. Uh, he doesn't Finn's know what's best for the day. We're bros. I, I refuse. You cannot. There must be representation before. I, I need a public attorney. I'm your public attorney. You don't know how to read or write. I want to redo. You also are illiterate. I want someone who can read. Can you get me like a sheet from... Do you guys have a school here? I could do that, Taylor. Shut up. Do you guys have like a school here? Or a place that young'uns are taught? They're taught in their homes. Ah, dang it.
4: Are you looking for a mummy? <laughs>
0: Not in that context. All right, what, what is this that I have to go through? Let's just get get it over with, whatever it is.
4: It's just some paperwork you have to sign.
0: Well so, so sign with what? A pen. Well I can't write. You can you can totally write. Well not anything that's legible to them. That doesn't mean that it's not your still your signature. Well oh, but I'm not signing anything I can't. A doctor read. could hand me his signature and I'd be like, that is not English. <laughs> that isn't cursive. That's not even Russian. All
4: All you're going to have to do is sign on some paperwork, acknowledging that you committed a crime. It's a first time warning, but you got to sign on the line.
0: Well, I don't know what the paper says, so I'm not signing anything.
4: Okay, so uh, he guides you over
3: towards the jail, which does just so happen to be close by to the mayor's manor. It's actually just outside of it. It's actually just outside of it to the left. Hamble Gimber! Near the archery range.
0: There's so just smooth shouts at to the top of his lungs. I wonder if we need to find a new party member. <sighs> this one might be in jail. <laughs> this one might be in jail. He just said, You get off with a warning. Yeah, but I'm not saying Yeah, but anything he's I not cooperating. Just if he continues to something not that, cooperate, that just, I can't read. No, sign something in not your name. <laughs> they can't. They don't know what your script is, so just don't sign your real name. Okay, I got this.
3: Anyway, so you are brought over to the jail. It is a very simple area. I mean, most of the. Building appears to be made of a mixture of wood and mud. There appears to be maybe about two guards in there at a time and only one very large cell.
0: Communal cells.
3: He guides you over to a table on the side and he, after a moment, goes off and grabs a piece of parchment which he brings back over and it appears that it
4: does have some writing on it.
0: All right, you gotta tell what this says.
4: So all you have to do is sign on the line. All it says is that I, the aforementioned,
2: mm-hmm.
4: am a criminal who broke the laws of Nuern by, and then there's a little checkbox right there, and by streaking in the streets of Nguyen.
0: Okay, I got this. I sign a name. Okay. What, what, what name do you sign? <laughs> I showed you what name I signed. Oh, I I'm listeners at, didn't get to no, no, hear. No, no, no. I'm looking at the paper. I want to know what he's signing. <laughs> you
3: have to tell. Can
0: I sleight of hand to hide it from everyone?
3: No, no, you need to say it on air for the audience. I don't want other people to
0: hear. Can I? Can I sleight of hand to hide it from Taylor so he doesn't know? So absolutely can't. not. I am. I want to see how you sign this. <laughs> um, Will you stop me if I sign? Something?
2: Okay, hold on,
3: hold on. You I know. Can, you can absolutely try to sleight of hand signing on the paper to hide. Actually, no, that'd be more like a. Yeah, you could sleight of hand to like hide what you sign.
0: It's only a nine, anyways. Can you beat a nine? <laughs> no, you <he laughs> no. cannot.
3: So Charles Smoot starts to sign on the paper. He notices that Alan Taylor's kind of looking over his shoulder, being like, "Don't, no, don't worry about it." And then he turns his body, like using his hulking uh, shoulders to hide the paper, <laughs> and he's using this tiny little pen that he, like this quill pen that he was given to sign. And the word he, the word, name he writes is Finavir ha! <laughs>
0: He writes it in English, obviously. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, no. He writes it in English. It's not in yeah. their script. So it's not Finnevere of It's No, it is. It's it's, it's, it's it's Finnevere's name, but in a language that no one can read.
3: You hand over the paper to the guard, and he looks
4: at it. All right. Thank you there, mister.
0: Uh, you said it didn't matter. I can sign it.
4: What what, what is what does it say?
0: Uh, it says Finnevere of
4: Oh uh, he says give me he asked for the pen.
0: I have the pen. Man. Wait, wait, no. you you openly admitted this after trying to hide it from him. Listen, I'm, it's already signed and the guard already has it.
3: Yeah, how does Alan Taylor react to hearing Finevere's name being signed on this paper? But,
0: I'm gonna jab him in the side with my elbow. Hard enough I, for it to hurt, but not for it to deal any damage.
4: The guard notices you do this and he says, I know Rothhausen in the jailhouse.
0: That's assault. He should be charged with a misdemeanor.
4: Or do you rather be stoned for streaking in the streets? What?
0: Is that really the punishment
4: for this? Well, if you refuse to sign the papers... I uh, already signed the papers. I'm saying him elbowing you would actually be akin to what the punishment would be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, anyways, I, I've got to go meet Amble Kimber. I don't have time for this.
4: Justice
0: has been served.
3: (laughs) And as you leave, you do notice that he seems to write in their language, potentially the name of Finnevere (laughs) Avere.
0: You should have made up a bogus name like John Thompson. What do you mean? This this has more repercussions later. It's funnier that way. No! You're so rude. Finnevere has to get like a wagon license at some point to be a driver and then it pulls up a record that he has in a town for streaking. Yeah, in in New (laughs) Orleans. In New he was arrested one time for streaking. <laughs> was it me? He wasn't even arrested. He was asked to sign a citation warning. Pretty much. I don't know what to say. Right crime, but wrong location. <laughs> Oh, right weird. crime, right crime, wrong location, according to Finaviria. Fin sleeps in the nude, and he sleeps I can't be responsible for sleeping, sleeping Fin. <laughs> no, this is why you take precautions to stop sleeping Fin. You're not responsible, but you're stopping. That's handcuffs. why you sleep in my clothes. Well,
3: congratulations. <laughs> you have fir- this is your first interaction with the law not being on your side, but you leave. <laughs> Congla- congratulations
0: Warnsberg <laughs> Warnsberg's not the law he's a rogue military agent I would not call that rogue I would call that Tijarian. I
3: personally as the GM I love Warnsberg I just think it's really funny how much you all hate him but I love him <sighs> if
0: I didn't have such a strong devotion to Amalia, I might have joined him by now <laughs> hey there, here they've got great health care <laughs> oh they do <laughs> they, they have health care Okay. at all that's uh. great that's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> comparatively. That, that, their health care is if you bite someone they kill you
3: so charles smoot you leave the jailhouse along with mm-hmm. alan taylor what mm-hmm. do you do
0: i go up to the mayor's house and i start knocking on the door on the okay. way i want to whisper to him so how does it feel to be to be uh guilty of streaking and fraud what i'm not guilty of streaking that's finavere you just committed fraud and you absolutely were streaking. I don't know the customs here. They didn't say, like, I don't know if I have to sign my name or not. That's that's fair. He, did, he didn't, He did he never said sign your name. He just said sign. Sign right here. And then say what to sign. That's a good point. As far as the streaking goes, that's bogus. I was in my tiny whities it's Moot. If what? you were in your tidy whities in New York, you'd absolutely be charged with indecent exposure. What do you mean? Half of my high school classes were taught that way. Not only is that indecent exposure, that's indecent exposure against minors, sicko. Ah, no, don't worry. That was a valuable teaching lesson to a lot of them. How do you still have... Do you even have a valid teaching license, or did it get revoked on account of the... (sighs) What is wrong with you? What do you mean I had 4.8 stars on Google Reviews? Google Reviews means nothing. (laughs) You can pay people to give you good reviews. I mean, I wouldn't have done that. actually, no. Now that I think about it, you can't. Not on a teacher's salary.
3: So, it doesn't take you guys very long to reach the front of the mayor's manor. But I'm going to split off from you guys and check back in with Finnevere and Alfred Kenneth Mest, who are in the wagon still. So, what are you two up to?
0: This is actually a good time for this. So, Mest, I noticed you, um... I notice you're quite gifted with alchemy. I I, I take out my bugs, and I'm gonna use one in front of him. Uh, uh, I'll uh, do my cure-light wounds. Okay. Sure.
3: You crush the insect in your hand, and the strange glowing aura that usually emanates from it comes out, and it travels towards your wounds, and it
0: heals you. Uh, Which is enough to recover me. Were you always so gifted? Uh, Not really. I actually had to do a lot of chemical reaction studies in order to get into the field I was in before we I came here at this point it's more or less just mixing the right ingredients together sort of like cooking but more sciency well that's usually what's taught exactly what to do and how to do it not exactly uh understanding how the reactions work uh like I know like I know how to heal myself I found I read books on uh, on people who used to do this, and I got some tips through someone who passed in through town. Uh, Amali had a few pointers for me, too, surprisingly. But uh, I can't say that I completely understand it down to the, the level that you do. I was just wondering a bit of how you learned your craft and whatnot. Well. So were you always such a good healer? Uh, Again, no. It came from a lot of studying and learning to brew things together. Oh, after your studies did you um uh were you at least renowned in your village? No. No. Not at all. No, not really. No. Oh. Well, I appreciate you at very uh. least. Well we should uh well I guess there's not much to prep. Oh, Are we sure we should have let Smoot and Allen go talk to the to the mayor by themselves uh i have a bit of a feeling that might have been a bad idea well i I'd look at it this way i think the re- reason amali didn't come with us was to teach us a lesson and i think uh not going with smoot will be a very similar experience that man was a teacher not a learner <laughs> burn that's a good point huh could you show me a bit of what you do yeah, you can help me make a few more healing potions. It's always better to have a backup plan for when things go awry.
3: Okay. So, mess, you have to do you have to roll your craft alchemy
0: 22.
3: Cure mod or cure light. What are you making?
0: Uh, cure light wounds. Yeah.
3: You are able to make your potion, but as you finish up, you hear somebody from the caravan uh shouting,
2: "Already!" Get ready to head out!
0: Uh, I've been with them for a while. Does that mean that they're leaving, right right now?
3: They're getting ready to head out.
0: All right, um, we are missing some passengers. So I am going to run out, and mess. if they're trying to leave without us, I need you to stall. Ah, I'll do what I can. All right, if you have trouble, find David. He's really good at this. Right, where's David? Uh, I get my shoes on. Uh, my bandalore and book it.
3: Okay. So you, uh, hop out of the wagon. As you do, you actually see the huntsman, and he is basically getting stuff ready in his wagon, and he notices you running out, and he basically
4: just says, Are you sure you want to be heading out right now? Uh, well, you know, leave no man behind. We'll be heading out soon. Next few minutes. Make it fast.
0: I'll do my best
3: okay so we have to pan back over to you guys because there's no way the the thing in the um, the jail did not take an hour that's true all right so you guys outside we having to flash back in time outside of the mayor's manor you notify the guard that you are there to see him he looks at you warily but after a moment he does let you in and he actually guides you to the mayor's office
0: just to clarify. At this point, Smoot has put on all of his clothes.
3: I'm glad.
0: Just to make that as crystallized as possible.
3: Mayor Hamble Gimber is sitting at his desk and he appears to be holding a magnifying glass up to a small red stone, and he seems to be examining it when you guys enter. Good
0: morning, Hamble Gimber. Morning.
3: Good morning.
0: Uh so as previously stated yesterday, we would meet you. Here today, and as you can see, here we are. So
3: it would seem. He continues to examine the gem for a moment, before putting it down in the magnifying glass. So,
2: I see that you have stuck around. Ooh.
0: Only till we get what's due to us. As last time I checked, there was an agreement.
2: A hypothetical agreement.
0: Oh, I thought there was an agreement in, to- in front of the entire town that you said you would pay us, but that's... Maybe that's just me.
2: He looks you up and down, both of you, eyeing you suspiciously. Well, if that's how you want to play it, then fine. Have you guaranteed that we won't have these problems in the future?
0: That wasn't the agreement. <sighs> we ag- You you hypothetically asked us to come back with proof that we'd killed the monster. A hypothetical monster. Or the hypothetical That monster. was terrorizing a hypothetical town. And from... Last time I checked, we did indeed find a creature which had evidence to have terrorized said town and we dispatched of it and brought back proof of doing so.
2: Oh,
3: congratulations. And he claps his hands very slowly as well as
2: um, insincerely.
0: Hey, you want to make with the sarcasm? How about you go kill the giant frog? I'm
2: just saying it was a hypothetical creature. Hypothetically, we might not have any money to give you.
0: Well, quite literally, there were about 18 people yesterday who seemed to think otherwise.
2: (sighs) Well, if that's what you want and payment is all you seek, then I would ask after you receive your payment that you leave and never come back.
0: Perfectly fine, all well and good by me. Absolutely, we plan to leave as soon as we get our payment, heading out with the caravan. Very
3: well. And he gets up from his table, scooting back. He struggles a little bit getting out of his chair as he seems to be stuck. But after a moment, he does release himself and he gets up and he walks over to a safe in the room, which he seems to jingle with a little bit. And then he opens it and he pulls out a sack of coins, which he throws on the floor in front of you.
0: There you go. I count it. That might take the hour.
2: Seriously, you're
0: going to sit
2: there and count all of the coins?
0: Taylor's a stickler, and he likes numbers.
2: There are three thousand coins in the bag. Mayor
0: Hamble Gimber, with all due respect, you said if this is what we desired, what other alternative would we have? Did you just expect us to do this philanthropically for you?
2: I don't trust adventurers. You come into town destroying things and then you expect rewards.
0: Destroying things? Didn't destroy anything except for the creature you asked us to destroy.
2: Their previous experience would dictate that I don't trust
0: adventurers. How are you any different? We took care of a creature that was terrorizing your town. One of our party members handed out potions and healing cells, which ended up saving some of your townsfolk. Maybe you should readdress your biases before working with other people.
2: I mean, I heard that one of you was found streaking in the town.
0: That was allegedly. And that was just Fenivir. Don't pay him any mind. Fenivir, wasn't
2: he that weirdly strange fellow with the loot?
0: He sleepwalks.
2: Uh, In the daytime?
0: Hey, you gotta sleep when you can. He's a late sleeper.
2: Interesting. Anyway, please take the coins and leave. It is 3,000 pieces. i counted.
0: Sir, I do hope you have a better experience with adventures, and I hope nothing poor comes of this experience with us. To our best knowledge, we did take care of the creature that was plaguing your town, and I hope that you have no further issues.
2: All right, all right. Please leave. I have much more I need to do.
0: Taylor, take a sec. All right, fine. I'll wrap it up. How high did I get to count while they were doing that? (laughs) A hundred.
3: Yeah, no, you got to like, up to maybe about like 200. Okay. You got to 200. You're fast at counting coins.
0: I'm just making sure this is is at least roughly how much he promised.
2: Oh, you know what? You're right. The tax was taken out of that as well. Who did you tax? He gestures.
0: You taxed travelers? Travelers.
2: Somebody's got to pay for the wall.
0: <laughs> Certainly not him. Uh, I'm sorry. Taylor, don't waste your breath. I really do hope William's Spot has a surviving copy of our constitution. I would love to show it to a whole lot of towns. I hope there's still an angry frog that eats him. And I just walk out the door. <laughs> you are the reason well, he, he hates Williams. adventurers.
2: I hate adventurers. He just my reward. Thinking they're above the law. Okay, so you guys leave.
0: Yeah, I get my elk out of the stables. And while I'm there, and we have coin, uh, I ask the stable master if there's a reliquary in town.
3: He says, yes, it is right by the archery range.
0: Oh, so that's like right in the same compound. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I would just literally like walk across the quad.
3: So the stables are actually on the other side of another fence. So you have to go out, back over... And back in, passing through the mayor's manor again. Um, this takes you about 10 minutes. That's right. So you have probably about 15-ish minutes left. Oh,
0: there's plenty of time before Finnevere starts shouting through the town. All right, I would make my way into the reliquary.
3: Okay. Uh, Alan Taylor, are you following him or do you return to the wagon?
0: I'll follow him around. Okay. By the way, uh, how much should I write down that was in the bag?
3: He, You, you got 2900 that's not that bad. So, Charles Smoot, Alan Taylor, you make your way over towards the reliquary, and actually, you notice that this building is a little bit strange. As you enter it, you can't help but note that the building seems to be more sturdily built than the others around it. While the walls are made of a similar mud material, you see that there are metal rods extending from various parts or seemingly creating the overall structure of the building as if it was some sort of protective framework. The door entrance also seems to be made of a mixture of mud, wood, and metal. It is a building with no apparent windows and entering in the only source of light seems to emanate from a red glowing raised pit near the northern side of the room. And as the door closes, you hear a solid thud and the sound of metal latches closing behind you.
0: This place looks like a war bunker. Nice and neat.
3: It's dimly lit in here with this glowing red light. The entire room seems to be filled with a sort of steam that seems to somewhat dampen your skin.
0: This place seems a little more established than the rest of the town. Tyler, can you see anything? I've, I've got cataracts. This is the place that looks like blurry to me. I don't know. Can I see anything? Why don't you make
3: a perception check? Both of you.
0: 19. guess my cataracts aren't that bad right now. The perception's 18. Okay. But <laughs> I don't have low light vision.
3: You both notice the sound of water dripping onto the floor and a quiet, wet, squelching sound from behind you, which draws your attention. You look and you see behind you a hunched over humanoid frame lurking behind you in the shadows. She stares at you with red beady eyes underneath perpetually wet strands of hair that cover an equally slimy face that juts out unusually. In fact, her entire face is unusual. There's no apparent human nose to speak of other than two slits towards the center of her face. Her mouth covers almost the entire width and you can barely make out that her skin has a reddish hue to it and a faint pattern. You sense some sort of amphibian likeness in her form.
0: Good good morning, There Are you the owner of the relic- the the hauser-keeper of the reliquary here?
1: Yes. How can I help you?
0: Uh, We're just uh, wondering what you got on display for sale.
3: As you look around the room, you notice that there are none of the black boxes that you remember seeing at Liam Moore's and Ellen Taylor. You also remember seeing these inside of Poplar's Wagon, but you don't see them anywhere inside of here.
1: I have wares, but they are safe.
0: Meaning?
1: And- they are safe.
3: And she, like, has her fingers, like, up close to her face as she's, like, making these little tiny
0: gestures. Does that mean we can't purchase them?
1: You may make purchase, if you choose.
0: May we not see them beforehand? I mean, at least, how do we know what they are? you have a list?
1: I can tell you. Hana knows all.
0: Well, I'd be delighted to hear about any of them, Hana.
1: She describes to you
3: several different objects one of them sounds like it's something that if you throw it it creates a sort of trap area like really sticky webs it is 15 silver for that she describes another thing that she calls essentially a harmony lamp and it can be used to help bring a situation back down to earth so to speak
0: and how much is that
3: that is 30 silver She described another one that can essentially, if you place one side of the relic down and then you take the other part to another location, you can use it to build a bridge that is 500 silver. Another one is a sort of enhancement for your body, but it's like a patch that you put on your skin and it can help you uh, become faster for one hour. That is 15 copper. And... One that she finds very interesting and very strange is sort of she describes it in a way that it's sort of shaped like a gun with a little trigger that you press down. And it sprays out this strange bubbling liquid that when it hits like a surface, it can actually make it so that you can pass through it.
0: That's probably one of the coolest tabletop items I've ever heard of.
3: Well, there's another enhancing patch that can be put on your skin that actually helps you to heal. Uh, I can actually give you guys, I'm just trying to give you guys some flavor text, but this one is called a Rejuvenator. It heals 84 points plus eight hit points of damage. Oh, uh,
0: how much cost?
3: That's 200 <laughs> silver. Oh. Then she describes something, but she does say that this one would require it to be implanted on your body, but it is the Sunfire Crown. It is required to basically be placed onto your head and put into your skull. Hmm. Nice. It replaces the top and back part of your head. <laughs> it always produces a bright golden light filling a 10-foot sphere centered on you. Though impressive, the implant interferes with your rest and you regain one less hit point than normal when you sleep. And it has four charges and regains charges daily. So it has, it's rechargeable. And when a charge is expended, the crown seems to ignite with a light as bright as the sun, surrounding you with a bright light in a 60-foot radius for one minute. Hmm. That is also 200 silver. And then she describes something that is a metal box that has wheels on the side of it. If you take the metal badge that it comes with and you put it on your person and you walk the bag, this box, which essentially has these wheels, will follow after you trying to keep up with the metal badge. It is called a carry-all. It can carry... It's mostly hollow and can hold up to 5,000 pounds. But it can only carry a cer- certain sized objects.
0: So it's like a... Wait, it's a, it's like a wagon? Yeah. But it automatically follows the badge. And how much is that?
3: That is 100 silver.
0: Does this, is this a charge base? Like, is there a set distance? Or She
3: says that... These sorts of items, unfortunately, they can last for a while, but due to the amount of weight that they carry, usually their power runs out over time. And for this, she says she does not know how long it will run. Essentially for you, if you are to use it, it has a a depletion of one in 1d20, and it's every day that you use it, you roll a check. When you roll a one, it depletes its power, and there's a 50% chance then instead of ceasing to function entirely, its carrying capacity is reduced by half.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Does she have multiple of some of these? Or is it some just of one of each? Some of yes. Uh, do you, how much of each one does she have?
3: So the detonation of webs explodes when it hits a creature or solid object, releasing sticky strands of goo that last for one hour. Creatures within a 10-foot radius of the sphere must succeed on reflex saving through DC-13 or be restrained as long as they remain in the webs until they break free, etc. The other one is called the Harmony Lamp, and the interior of this crystal orb intermittently glows even in its passive state. When activated for the next hour, it emits a combination of colored light, gentle sound, and subtle odors, and healing nanobots that permeate a 30-foot radius sphere, which can make everyone more open-minded and relaxed. (laughs) Creatures who have made up their minds about a topic may be open to revisiting the issue, and everyone gains a plus-three circumstance bonus on handle animal, diplomacy, and diplomacy rolls.
0: Uh, Does this thing have multiple charges? How does it work? Do I like light a candle? Do I just like use some voodoo magic and will it to work?
1: It is single use.
0: How how many of each of these things do you have?
1: I have two of the lamps and three of the little bombs. One bridge
3: builder. And then um, the other one was called a speed boost. You gain a plus two enhancement on dexterity ability checks for one hour. As long as the patch is is attached to your skin, that is also single use. Most of these are single use. Uh, The more expensive they are, usually they're multi-use or or broken they are. She says,
1: I have 10 of those, but I do not recommend taking more than three
0: as
3: per usual. Uh, Then the other one is called a phase disruptor. That is the little gun that basically shoots out foam.
0: Oh, no. How many? Just the one?
1: I have five.
0: And uh, how many uses are those?
1: One use.
0: I feel like these are all going to be one-time, one-off things. Except for me, that Sunfire Crown, that thing sounded wild. But I don't know if I feel like having something implanted into my skull. Yes. No. <laughs> Come on, don't you want to be a cyborg?
1: Before I can let you purchase, I would need to see your relationship with the guild.
0: Oh, oh she, she means our badges. Uh, yeah, yeah. So hold on our... D- D- wing wing
1: badges. Badges. Mm-hmm. ah I see you are initiates well very well I do not recommend getting anything implanted until you have more experience
0: yeah that's what I was thinking it's like tattoo it's like getting a tattoo of your girlfriend you don't want to regret that 20 years down the line
3: um for the rejuvenator patches she has three the crown is one and that is a remaining use kind of thing, and the carry-all is multi-use, but with a depletion. And she only has one
0: of those. I'll take, uh, two of the bubble guns.
3: Okay, so that's 80 silver per, so that's 160 silver. And
1: how will you be
3: paying? Crow or with regular coin?
0: I, I pull silver from the bag of 2,900. Ah,
3: very well. She takes her, her hands, which you actually notice are webbed and when she places it on the like counter to grab the coin, the, like a wet splat happens, and she just grabs it and slides it off. Nice. And you just see this big wet spot on the counter. Okay, so you take two of those. What are you carrying on you currently?
0: Uh, I don't have any relics. Okay. I just have my clothes and my spear. And hold on, let's see. I have rope, some normal torches, rations, a water skin, a gun. Ah, yes, my gun. gun, Shameful American. Shameful? Yeah, you didn't mention your gun. Oh. So uh, what did you... You called those phase disruptors?
3: Yeah, they're called phase disruptors.
0: Ahana, I will admit that I am woefully ignorant in a lot of things, and your wisdom may be very well appreciated. How much do you know about the going-ons of this town?
1: I do not leave.
0: Do you know anything about any potential giant frogs plaguing the city?
3: She blinks, like, one eye slowly and then the other one. I... I'm not sure. I
1: stay here.
0: There was an altercation regarding some of these creatures. And in the process, I found something. Something I did not recognize. It seemed peculiar to me, but I did not know if it would have any value. A good friend of mine, Leamore, he was the reliquary master of Ashpee. He would always appraise things for me. Would you mind taking a look at something?
3: She nods and closes both eyes. as She does like a slow head nod and then opens her eyes back up.
0: Um, I pass her this bag of rocks that I found at the bottom of the lake.
3: Okay. You pass her a bag of rocks. I don't
0: know if these are just ordinary or if they have any special properties to them, but I found it odd. They were kept in a bag relatively preserved at the bottom of a lake where these frogs were living.
2: She
3: opens the bag up and her wet webbed hand goes inside and you hear like squelching against the rocks and she pulls out some and she appears to be examining them. And she puts one and she puts one in her mouth and seems to suck on it for a second, then spits it back out, and puts it back in the bag. These are just gems.
0: Gems, you say? Any particular gems? Are they of any value?
1: I am not an expert on them. I know relics, but I do not know
0: stones. Very well. Um, thank you. Uh, it's much appreciated. I've always found the, the reliquaries to be a great place of knowledge. As for your wares, I was actually interested. Uh, I guess I'm going to be at my, my carrying limit today. I'll buy one of the web detonators, a harmony lamp, and the carry-all.
1: Very well. How will you be paying today? With Crow or with regular coin? Uh,
0: I've heard the term thrown around a couple of times, but to be quite honest, I haven't seen or heard that much about Crow. I assume that it's affiliated with the Seekers, but I I don't know anything about it.
3: She slowly nods.
0: So I'll be paying with regular coin if that is to answer your question.
3: Very well. So you said the detonation web? Harmony lamp mm-hmm. and the carry all. Yep.
0: One of each. I assume you're retrieving this silver from the mass bag of silver that we just got. Nope. He has what's, money. Where did you have other money from? <laughs> I want my even share of what's in that bag. Oh yeah, have, yeah, 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 I have no, my I have my um, own funds. I, I I deducted from from an even fifth of the money uh, okay. what I spent.
3: You owe her hundred and forty five silver.
0: I, I give her that from my, my share of silver that I have.
3: Okay. She walks over to the counter uh, and goes around the other side and seems to unlatch at least 10 different latches on this door that are behind it. And then she goes back and is gone for several minutes and you hear some sort of like grunting sound in the back. And then after a few moments, she comes back up front lugging these things and appears she is carrying all of them. In different, like, separate boxes, uh, which she actually has on top of the carry-all, which is dragging behind her as she holds the little metal uh, emblem in, her, in front of her. And it follows her out. And you hear, like, the little whirring of the wheels. It has very tiny wheels. It doesn't look like it would do very well traveling in difficult terrain. But it would be decent for traveling on well-paved roads and whatnot, like, and stuff like that.
0: You have all the money from the monster sale, don't you? (laughs) Didn't even think of that. Totally (laughs) forgot. I did sell it. Yep. And I was there for that, but I forgot. (laughs) You did. So I forgot. You did. I just used all that money and I'm still going to get my share from the mayor.
3: So you receive your items. She actually makes you guys stand at a really far distance from each other as you
1: receive them.
0: For sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Remember... Avoid carrying too many.
0: Of course. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Hannah, And oh, who knows, maybe we'll be seeing you around.
3: She smiles as one of her kind can.
0: Right before I'm about to leave, I stop myself. I know you said you don't leave much, but how much do you know about Mayor Hamblekimber?
1: I do not leave.
0: A- at all? Ever?
1: This is my home.
0: How do you get ooh
1: It is brought.
0: What if they stop bringing it?
1: Then I would die. Why?
0: why don't you leave?
3: She gestures to herself.
0: Discrimination?
3: Fear. She does appear to be a little bit sad when she explains that she can't leave. But then she also says, the sun also
1: hurts.
0: Uh, I can see you have this whole steam thing rigged up. I can imagine that harsh sun would; the temperatures probably wouldn't be too great.
3: She shakes her head in agreement.
0: I definitely feel like that. My back had been killing me for the longest time due to the temperatures.
3: Her eyes seem to grow a little wide when you say that. Almost in, in confusion.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, for, for a little bit, apparently my back skin was peeling off. But then I took one of the mud baths and it seemed to help.
3: She smiles and nods.
0: Liamore wasn't too keen on what it could be, he said. Maybe it's a Curse of the Forest, but hopefully not. So,
1: Hopefully not. Well, Hannah,
0: I must say you have probably been the most pleasant individual I have had the pleasure of dealing with in this entire town, and I hope all is well with you. She curtsies. You have a nice day, ma'am. Smoot would take his stuff and wave as he leaves and start okay. to head back.
3: As you open the door, you see that she shirks away as the light streams in through the door and she waits for you to leave. And as you do, the door closes behind you almost automatically and you hear the sound of uh, latches closing inside. All right. Yay, you met Hana! We did. So, you guys are loaded up. You have your carryall with you. You see that it could probably fit um, relatively well about basically a cubic foot of items inside of it
0: a cubic like a foot yeah is that small
3: it it is small but it can carry five thousand
0: pounds what's that dense <laughs> well you'll Tongue be happy stat. you'll be happy that it can carry that much when it's uh carry weight it's had i was hoping that like it could at least could it carry a small creature like a dog like patrick oh <laughs> wheel patrick around it's his baby carriage
3: uh, maybe.
0: Okay, so, because oh, one cubic foot's really Why small. don't you
3: roll um, Use Magic Device for me?
0: It's a good roll, but I have, like, nothing in Use Magic Device. Luckily, it's not a trained skill. Oh, wait, no, it is a trained skill. I can't roll Use Magic Device. Okay. You tried. <laughs> I, I physically cannot use I this. The
2: best, and I didn't succeed in my whole life
3: I... <laughs> oh, That's, like, two different songs, but it's fine. Okay. So, oh, your little carry-all is following behind you. It is? You have the badge, right? I do. She gave it to you. She did. It's following behind you. No less than, uh, I believe it says it will stay within 10. It'll try to stay within 10 feet of you.
0: Can I just pick it up and carry it?
3: You try. It is very heavy. Oh, heavy. It is very heavy.
0: Define. Quinton. Heavy. Uh, Can we lift it together?
3: When you try to lift it, it seems to increase its own weight, as if
2: it doesn't want to be picked up.
0: So how do we turn it off? I put the I put the thing back on the cart. You're able to pick it up. Okay, very nice. It has anti theft. Not really. Well, not for the cargo, but for the cart. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't steal it. It's like a car alarm. Except you just, instead you don't of going, have to you don't have to steal it. You have to steal the pin. Instead of going wee woo wee woo the car just gets three times heavier. E, woo, wee, the box woo, follows the badge Rachel. at a speed
3: of 30 feet, always attempting to remain within within 10 feet of it.
0: Jaden, write down your item. You didn't he care? doesn't have it yet. I'm not, I'm not taking notes on this. This isn't mine. He doesn't have it yet. Keyword yet. I'm not keeping track of this. What's its name? Carryall? It's, it's the carryall. It's the caravan's uh, When
3: you do receive it, I'm going to have to have you roll a um, use magic device
2: on it, by the way, to use the full function you couldn't use the function
0: <gasps> i couldn't use the funk what's the function i guess we'll just have to i, I guess find we'll out. have to find out yeah absolutely next time no this time on the gate i'm <laughs> not <But> done
3: <laughs> so you guys make your way back to the wagons and you actually see finneveer start running in looking wildly frantic
0: smoot <gasps> yeah finneveer the caravan's leaving we got to go i like grab taylor and smoot by the collars and like Yank oh, oh you do not want us to be that too close to each other or else you're going to get sucked into a black hole and die. What? Well, I mean, I don't know how these rel- these these artifact relic thingies work. Uh I mean, uh, don't put us that close together. Thank you. Okay, to follow close. We got to go. That's fine. I, I would start. Yeah. Jauntily walking after him.
3: OK. Are you carrying the carry all?
0: I am carrying the carry all.
3: OK, so he's carrying the carry all. You notice that he is carrying a little uh met- Metallic looking box that looks relatively sturdy and has some, it's like got black accents on it and silver.
0: Ooh, give me a second. I'm going to write that down.
3: You guys come running. As the doors on the caravan are closing, you actually see the uh, drivers on the different wagons actually are lifting up their reins and getting ready to make the wagons move out.
0: All right. Uh, do we make it? Do we need to make rules? <laughs>
3: You you make it. Your wagon actually starts to lurch forward as you guys run up to it and the door is wide open. Um, David is literally looking around frantically.
2: Where have you guys been? Where, why?
0: What? Well, you know, there ain't no minute like the last minute.
3: Uh, and you guys are able to launch yourselves into the back of the wagon. And now uh. you're back on the road.
0: <laughs> on the road again. Uh, I haven't had this much stress in ages. I was trying to get to my college finals <laughs> we all know you didn't finish that oh, i did i just barely made it in time for it to start though
2: oh dear i'm so glad to
0: be back Oof. so what are you guys all up to i got a bubble gun that makes things not exist oh that um what, do we get paid in items Venomir g- owes me 150 silver hey for what Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'll keep the wagon then. You have and a I'll, wagon? And I, I I like kind of like defensively hold the black box. Ooh, this pit of here was defined to me as a carry-all box. Uh, from what I understand how it works, there's this little medallion thingy you have here. And whenever you walk with this, the box will follow you wherever you go. So it's like a backpack that doesn't have to stay on your back. Absolutely. I would be careful what kind of ground you're going on. The wheels are really small. I don't know how well it would do through, like, mud or, like, a bunch of tree roots. I don't think I can get over those things very well. Through through them. Well, I mean, so long as it can carry sufficient weight, it should at least help me carry around some supplies. Oh. Like, you know, 20 pounds of salt.
3: By oh. the way, the carry-all itself on its own is 15 pounds, when it is not in don't-take-me mode, and the detonation of webs is 2 pounds, the harmony lamp is 1, uh, and the phase disruptors are two
0: each. Well, Finemir, Uh if you wanted and somehow found a way to fit it in this box, uh, apparently, according to Hana, the very nice frog lady who runs the reliquary, uh, this could carry 5,000 pounds of salt. If you could fit it in there. That is a lot of salt. It's a lot of salt. It's exactly two and a half tons. Good job, Taylor. You did math.
1: Oh, you guys are so noisy. Cece just sits up from her bunk.
0: It's the middle of the day. Why are you trying to sleep? It's just start youngsters, these young days. lady.
1: I have... My brain is hurty. Divi taught me that.
0: And how did your brain do the hurty? Or rather, why?
1: Uh, she just sighs and
3: then lays back down on her bunk.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, T- Taylor, I picked up all the lamps. Cool. Now we have drugs. These aren't drugs. It is a drug lamp and you cannot convince me otherwise. It's, it's like a... Uh... So, like it's like a it's a happy lamp, Taylor. It's a disco ball. It's not really a. Di- I mean, kind of. It, it's a psychedelic diplomacy. It's right. aromatherapy. <laughs>
1: Essential oils.
0: Uh, to, to describe how it was described to me, if anyone ever gets uppity, uh, don't use this sparingly. It's single use. It's got one charge. But when you use it, apparently it makes everyone within the thirty feet radius calm down and like be more soothed. It has like fancy dancing lights, pleasant smells. Hopefully right. if anything bad ever happens it could diffuse a situation. So, theater therapy. Sure, if you want to think about it I like that, Fenever. Huh. So I wasn't the first to think of it. And these two things are why you owe me 150 silver. Uh I I hate to tell you this, but I'm a bit strapped right now. Well, that's why we got the reward. Everyone gets 580. Oh, the Americans actually got us paid. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, you want to say that again? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Uh, you were talking about coin. Yep. And I will divvy out the 580 that everyone is owed.
2: Okay,
3: so, hold on.
0: <laughs> Minus what I spent from mine.
3: It, it takes you a good, like... 15 minutes to make sure you count out all the coins properly because you're like having to separate them into piles and occasionally when you guys are riding on the road there's a bump and all the coins kind of splay back together
0: ah, trying to keep the pile straight then got bags so we can just start putting it in bags before it's all sorted out just, uh, like put do it in tens
3: I have a, a small coin purse we can use and she takes her bag and just opens it a little moth flies out.
0: And I start loading it until it's full. That was wildly
3: uh, comedic and nobody laughed. I'm
1: sorry, we I tried. I'm
0: concerned with how it got in there.
1: Oh, I caught it and I put it in there.
0: Why would you catch you a moth put and, and put it in there? It in there? That I you? attempt You'll... to catch the moth. Okay. How did you catch the moth?
2: <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll the reflex.
0: 18.
3: You catch it. it. It flies out and you're able to like grab it really quickly without killing it.
0: I add it to my bug collection. <laughs> Uh, It will be dead shortly.
3: Oh, well, it was sort of just stuck up there, and she points towards the ceiling. Oh, okay.
0: Then, uh, Taylor, you can just load up my satchel. I I, I gave everyone their their silver.
2: Okay, you do so.
0: Um, and the, uh, the monster sale. Hmm? You sold the frog, didn't you? Yeah. Well, what was the sum total of that?
1: (laughs) You better figure it out
0: the line that's the huntsman no but you don't remember well i mean like i got money and i spent money because i bought you the wagon and everything
3: wait wait, um wasn't it like 300 something
0: wait you were there
3: yeah i was standing by the side of the wagon
0: first off like considering how much money i had like it was definitely not any more than 150.
3: i honestly don't remember i'm sort of i'm she she just sparks a little I'm somewhat scarred
1: by the fact that nobody laughed about the moth-in-a-bag joke.
0: <coughs> I, I, I get it, we're all broke, but now we're significantly less broke. Not only are we not broke, but this is actually, this currency's kinda heavy. It's actually one of my favorite tropes in uh, the books I, I used to read. I appreciated it on the inside, very much.
1: I would really appreciate if you would appreciate it on the outside.
0: Duly noted. <laughs>
3: Never mind, don't do that ever again.
0: <laughs> Verbal puns are always better than visual puns. Okay, so, I used the money that I got from selling the frog to buy Finnevere's stuff. And Finnevere's stuff cost 150 silver. Which means technically, that was everybody's money, so Finivir owes everyone 30 silver. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Uh, however, you want to do it as long as it's fair. Um uh,
4: I really don't need
1: that money. It's, I'm fine if, with just getting this.
0: I mean, this is a, a pretty large lump sum. So, are you sure? I'm pretty insistent on being fair.
1: Wait a second, Mr. Smoot.
0: Cece, doesn't your brain hurty?
1: My brain do hurty.
0: Good for you. You'd like to chime in on this conversation, then. My
1: brain do hurty, but I remember, Mr. Smoot, that there was a purchase made not that long ago for a certain somebody here whose name starts with Smoot.
0: <laughs> starts starts with. with? Hey, your name smarts, uh, starts with Smoot. Actually, it starts with Charles. Yeah, that's true. My, my name does not start with smooth. Not so for me, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, then.
1: You know what I mean.
0: Actually, as far as you're concerned, my name starts with Mister.
1: She thinks for a moment. Uh, oh, he's so darn it, that's right.
0: She's right, her brain do hurt. Point is, I'm pretty sure you still owe her for the book. I don't even remember, how much even was that? Wasn't it only like 500 silver or something?
1: It was 700.
0: What? That's outrageous. Why would you buy such a ridiculous book? What is even in the thing? You, you haven't even told me how to read that thing yet.
1: Because you gave me these this look of, I don't have money and I am poor. And she opens up a little purse right next to her and a little moth flies out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone doing this? What, what is this gag?
1: Good jokes come in groups of three. Where's
0: the third one coming from? Mast opens his <laughs> Smoot opens up his purse, which is now soon to be empty. <laughs> A mall flies out. <laughs> he was not. He no, the out. coins fly out.
1: It's fine. You'll just have to buy me something when we get to no. Okay, Lambs. Lamb's Lamb's. Lamb's respite. Lamb's respite, yeah, that place.
0: I'm not paying you until I can actually Read what's in the book. If you help me decipher what the contents are, then I can, I'll can. i pay you back.
1: You're illiterate?
0: I can't read your current language. But you speak our language. Yes, because it's very similar to my language. Wait, it's wait, wait. Re-
1: so you can't read your brain-do-hurty when you try to read? Well, uh, uh,
0: your magic symbols, yes.
1: They're not magic symbols, they're letters.
0: You want to run me through the alphabet, then?
1: Don't you have, like, cataracts or something? I
0: do, but that is not what we're talking about at this very moment. I'll show you my alphabet. You can show me yours. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: was thinking this thing.
0: (laughs) All right, all right.
2: Kelsey just bursts out laughing. What?
0: Um, All right, I'll have... I'll teach you to be literate. Well, hey, we have some time before Lamb's Respite anyway. All right, sounds good. I also want to learn to read.
3: If you spend all six days of this traveling, studying, and like this is what you do for the entire day, for the entire period, you would be able to be literate enough to read. Um, writing is still going to be a little wonky because you can't really write as the wagon's bumping up and down. But you guys will be literate enough to read.
0: Should we put a rank in linguistics or anything or
3: um, just add it to
0: our languages?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You, sure. Okay.
3: Uh, You learn that the alphabet name is essentially Arthdal. A-R-T-H-D-A-L.
0: Arthdal ready to learn? (laughs) Get back. It is the curse of being a GM. Anything you say, anything you put everyone into will be turned into a meme. Indeed.
3: So you guys essentially have six days. It is of the downtime for those of you who have decided that it is time to learn how to read... Uh, that is what you do for the six day period. You are not allowed to do any other downtime activities because that is actually does take normally it takes five days to retrain a skill so that's basically what we're going to be air quote be doing with this or skill rank you know that stuff. I think it makes sense. Sure. Okay.
0: Um, do you think there's is there any way that during the whole trip I could find I could pull Amalia aside uh out of Cece's earshot
3: Uh, it would have to be late one evening, uh, and if he wakes up.
0: Uh, well, uh, whatever you feel like is fair, you tell me if it's possible or if it's not.
3: Okay, um, Mest, what would Mest be doing over the six-day period?
0: I, I figured I'd just practice reading as well.
3: Okay, so you will be doing that as well? Okay. As I said earlier, the caravan... Pulled away from the village of Newern, with the hum of the marsh continuing in the background as the wheels of the wagons bumped along the shoddy road. While the excitement of reaching Lamb's Respite is palpable, another emotion silently looms in the background. Sitting at the table by the window, David, Cece, and Kelsey pass the time, mostly by playing cards. And you guys are learning how to read from some parchment as Pinevere writes letters on a page and you struggle to understand what he is writing. But as this is happening every now and again, you hear an audible sigh erupt from CC's lips as she stares out the window, wistfully, sighing. And the sighing continues for many, many days. And also, strangely enough, as the days pass, Amali continues to sleep.
0: As in he doesn't wake up? Or like, like does he just sleep?
3: He continues to sleep.
0: Okay. After the second day of Amali continuing to sleep and not seeming to get up, my character would poke him to make sure he's alive. You can see that he's breathing. I poke him till I get a reaction.
3: He's been turning in his sleep and he turns but he doesn't seem to wake up.
0: I I continue poking him.
3: Okay. You continue to poke him. You kind of hear a mumbled stomach, please. And then he turns.
0: Okay, you're not dead, at least.
1: Cece looks over, her chin resting in her hand. Oh, he gets like that sometimes. You just have to leave him alone.
0: He stays unconscious for about two days in a row?
1: Well, I think he normally stays awake most nights. Uh, Sometimes, actually, there was this one time he slept for 14 days straight.
0: I think that's called a coma. Uh,
1: really? That's interesting. I think he goes into the often. I would put it often. more in
0: the coma category, but I didn't realize we were in Dragon Ball. Huh? Huh? Stories of grandeur, basically.
1: Interesting. Uh, no, this is not some dragon ball. This is a wagon, and Amali is asleep. He normally does this right before he goes back to, uh, you know, going to the whole Seeker's base and going on missions. I don't think he usually sleeps on those.
0: Did he sleep regularly when I was with him? For, like, what, the four or five months?
1: When you
3: hear this, you actually start to think about this. And the more you think about it, the more you start to realize you never kept watch once.
0: Well, he kept offering.
3: And it occurs to you now that he might not have slept at all.
0: Huh. Uh, you know, I can't say as I ever remember watching him sleep when he would keep offering to keep, uh, to keep watch and I would keep letting him. Because, you know... Free is free is free is free is free. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. We know freeze, 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 free is free is free is free free. Free
1: free <laughs> I mean, he should be fine. Normally, you just have to shove some water down his throat, but he's good.
0: Make sure he's tilted sideways when you do that. At least, I want him choking.
1: Yes, turn him on his side. She like turns very slowly and looks back out the window on his side. I should have thought of that a long time ago.
0: Oh, goodness. It's a miracle any of us are still alive.
3: Uh, yes, it's beautiful, isn't it? But day two passes without too much going on. You want to say something, Jaden? You you keep looking like, I need to hey. say it.
0: Oh, no, I'm just saying I have my like list of, of things from that I might have gone over.
3: Sure, go ahead. Day three, morning, and you guys are starting to get used to actually reading a little bit and understanding some of the language, but Finnevere has some words that he would like you to hear.
0: All right. Let's see if we can get through the Merchant's Creed. Uh, So if I say G, is that going to be a problem? It's like I have an acronym that, that, that's uh, used for the tenets.
3: Sure, you can. You, you, that's fine. All right. You're translating. This is being translated okay. for the audience.
0: Okay. Yeah, because we can't do subtitles. G's for generosity. R for reputation. E for economics. E for ethics. And D for desire. Each equally important.
1: Ah, D for disaster. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not the right one?
0: No, that's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just might be. Wait a minute. I may not really know this Arth doll too well, but last time I checked my uh, American alphabet, uh, you just spelled one of the seven deadly sins there. Petemir. Oh, greed. Greed is good. Ah, uh, uh, sorry, but uh, it's one of the seven deadliest sins. Uh, what is a sin? It's seven like the- deadly? Oh yeah, they're quite deadly. actually. That's an old biblical concept. <sighs> uh, okay. Huh. Let me see if I can put it into terms so you can understand. Without ambition, what is anybody?
1: I used to have an uncle named Greed. Oh, wait, no, that was Guido. Greed, Guido. Greed, Guido. Greedo. 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 Now,
0: was he green? <laughs> and did he have big black eyes? Did he shoot first? <laughs> I don't get your American folktale references.
1: She looks very seriously. He had the darkest eyes I've ever seen. He was really nice. He used to give me big, like, big wads of cash.
0: Was he a smuggler?
1: No, he was part of the... Never mind.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Kind of sounds like he's a smuggler now when you kind of brush it off like that. Uh, he's
1: not a smuggler. He was part of my
0: family. Yeah, smuggler, family. didn't you have a family member who would randomly show up, you know, sometime around the holidays and just give you a wad of cash? No. no? That would have been really nice, though. How do I get one of those? Yes, I'm here. Well,
3: as you guys are having this conversation, you actually hear the wagons and you feel them come to a slow stop. But the strange thing is, it's still the middle of the day.
0: I don't like this. Oh, are there bandits again? There's no shouting. Orensburg. Oh, Oh, goodness. He could have probably gone past us with the time we stopped for two or three days and then double-backed and it's blocking our way in front of the road. But then again, he does have to pack up a hun- an entire military camp, which was a couple days south of Ashby, so...
3: Uh, so what's going on? Should we go check? Check again?
0: I will strap on my Bandalore and take a peek outside.
3: Okay. Uh, Kelsey actually picks up her crossbow and seems to uh, knock an arrow on it.
0: Uh, I will also grab my crossbow. Spoot picks up his great sword. Okay, so... I, I walk to the door without a weapon and oh. peek my head out. Walking through the door I ask Sir William. Sorlean, is everything okay out here? Mm-hmm. That's a good nerf. <clears throat> I, I think we're okay, guys. Uh do I see anything outside?
3: He just looks happy to greet to, to see you and he actually starts to like uh trot in place with his feet and he stamps a little bit and Aww. does a little dance. I
0: pet him and give him some extra feet.
3: Oh, he, he, he nuzzles up against you and he sticks his, um, normally what you probably would do is you would hold, like, the bag Mm -hmm. in between your arms so you could pet, so he, like, shoves his face into the bag of feed.
0: Absolutely, and I just pet him the whole time. (sighs) Okay.
3: So, you guys step outside of the wagon, and does Alfred Kenneth stay in the wagon, or does he
0: he go out? I would probably take a look outside, at least. Wait, there were windows in the wagon. I I open the window and peer out the window.
3: Okay, so you peer out the window. Um, Actually, so as you all go out, you make your way around to the side of the wagons because you don't see anything behind you. You don't hear the sound of shouting or panic. In fact, what you notice is actually several of the people from the caravan actually have gotten down from their wagons. Some of them appear to be getting together bows, arrows, and you notice that the huntsman is... Basically instructing them, but he's his voice is relatively low, as if he's trying to keep the noise down.
0: I'll get in line.
4: Okay. So you go over. Alright. So I think the spuggets are around the area. We can definitely get a good haul before we go back over to Lambs Respite. So this is what
3: Finnavier hears. Do you go over?
0: Yeah. I'm okay. You said the huntsman?
3: The huntsman. You actually notice as you walk over that the frog's hide has been tanned and it is stretched across the side of the wagon, which you recognize to be his. So you're feeding Cerulean still, uh, Smoot and Alan. God dang it. Alfred, you're still inside the wagon?
0: I stuck, I opened the window and stuck my head out.
3: I'm aware. I know you stuck your head out. Is that where you're staying? Probably.
0: Okay. Uh, Can I gather whether or not this is like his group or... Because I've seen people around the caravan.
3: You can tell that these are some of the more experienced of the members of the group. They appear to be very uh, joyous and excited. And it seems to be like a crowd that the huntsman likes to hang out with. Okay. Well, I
4: see you've come down from your high perches.
3: And he swaps his pipe over from the right side to the left side of his mouth.
0: What we got going on over here?
4: Keep your voice down.
0: What have we got going on over here?
4: We're going on a hunt. Ooh. Found spuggets in the area.
0: What's that?
3: He raises an eyebrow and chews on his pipe.
4: I see. I don't
0: know very much. I'm not familiar with the local wildlife. Do I know what spuggets are?
4: You can really acknowledge nature.
0: Yay. 17.
3: Okay. You remember, um, Finavir, that the... Spuggets are essentially, they're known to be very docile creatures, but they have a very foul odor, but they also have very sweet meat. Um, They they are four-legged and sit low to the ground, their bodies somewhat oblong. And they also have a very long snout that they use to pick up things from the ground and also reach into brushes to grab different fruits from berry bushes and whatnot. They have two linear streaks that run parallel on either side of their backs. And in a way, um, and just so the audience kind of understands better, it's almost like a pig with skunk stripes and an elephant's not nose, but they're sh- they're small and short. So kind of like a tapir? A little bit like a tapir with a little bit longer of a nose. But you also know that the odor that they put out um, is a self-defense But it is also known that this can cause a hallucinogenic effect and is well sought after in um, some more black market areas and also some health
0: areas as well. Okay, great for amputations. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to go get a spear and my bow.
3: So he does give you a brief explanation, not as detailed as that. He basically just tells Alan Taylor what they look like and that they taste good.
0: I'm on board.
3: He does not inform you about the odor,
0: though. Don't care.
3: Okay. Sounds good. So you go back and you go to the wagon, grabbing your weapon, uh, your bow and your arrow.
0: I I, I grab my bow, my arrows, and my spear. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell him what's going on. Hunting. Hunting. What are are we hunting? Sweet meat. Uh, Okay. Best of luck to you, then. Bye.
3: (laughs) Uh, Finnevere, are you sticking around with the hunting party or do you return to the wagon?
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm hyped up. Uh, it, it sounds like uh, everyone's joyous to to get some extra loot. So uh, the hunting party. Uh, is it uh, whoever hunts what they hunt? So, is there um, it's,
3: so essentially, the huntsman exp- uh, gives you a brief explanation. This is a group hunt. You are just trying to get one or two of these creatures, essentially, just to sell meat on the market as well as get their hide and the uh sweat the odor glands that they
0: have. Do all the proceeds go to the hunter and we get a kickback, or do we get it and then have to give him a kickback because he found them or something?
3: Well the benefit is if you get two, you get to eat the meat. Uh otherwise it's mainly for contributing directly to the wagon. Okay, the caravan. Sounds good. Okay.
0: Uh well I would of course go to the the party at some point and try to see who I can pull.
3: Okay, so you go back to the uh, wagon that you guys are staying in, and you pop your head over.
0: All right. Looks like we have a chance to uh, pull our own weight, so to speak, and potentially get some uh, nice grub. Uh, Mest, this might be something more suited to your abilities. If we can manage to kill these creatures without uh, damaging the insides, it can be preferable. Your blasts tend to do more damage to the outside. I mean... I, I guess sure. You can try. If it wouldn't be too much trouble, I would certainly appreciate the help. I'll grab some of my supplies to make some bombs and head out with them, I guess. Okay. I'll share everything I know with the uh, with Mest about the everything from the sacks to the smell to the uh to the meat, what they look like and whatnot. Did anyone else volunteer to come? Uh Kelsey uh, tells- does
3: not want to go. She he- she heard about the odor thing and she said, no, nope, no, nope, not my thing.
0: Oh, fair enough. Okay. Smoot. Not for more exercise? Uh, unless this is Texas and we're hunting these pigs with helicopters, I think I'm out. Oh, you got your new fancy sword, though. Uh, last time I checked, I thought this was a stealth mission, not a raging, screaming, charging at them with a giant steel stick mission. Well, can't you raging? You charging quietly? I, I don't. I don't know if that works. Well, all the caravans stopped. I might go around to some of the merchants and chat up a little bit. But all right, try not to uh, offend anyone. I, I know, don't Americanize things too much. Well, you've been doing pretty good so far. You got us paid, so I'm thoroughly impressed. In that case, the three of us will be off.
3: All right. So, you guys, you you go over and you meet up with the huntsman and his crew. He gives you some very brief instructions before he notifies you that as you go out, just to be careful not to get split up from the group as best as you can. And also, that it shouldn't take too long. So, you guys head out. It only takes maybe about six minutes of tracking. Um, all of you, just really quick, roll a stealth for me.
0: Fourteen. Eleven. Oh boy, twenty-five.
3: As you guys are sneaking through, um, some of you are making a little bit more noise than others, and as you uh, get closer to the creatures, and you're notified by the huntsman who essentially tells you to quiet down, and he gestures for you to slow down, you guys come upon a small, what appears to be almost clearing in some of the tall grass, and you see that it has been... Anyway, trampled down and smashed down by some of these small, wide-eyed, little pig-looking things with long trunk snouts and four little legs as they run around and they're playing. These appear to be about, there are about actually four of them. Um, There is one that is probably a medium-sized creature and you can see um, the male parts beneath the family jewels were well endowed, so to speak. So... Uh, you see that they are essentially playing and just enjoying their time. But as you get closer, somebody ends up stepping on a branch and it snaps. But as it happens, the huntsman essentially just shouts, Now! I want you all just to roll to hit for me really quick, doing whatever you normally would do.
0: Okay. Uh, I would like to try to sleep one of them. Will of 14, to negate.
3: Okay. Okay. there are two that are nearby you. There is the larger one, which is the male, and then the smaller, one of the smaller ones is nearby as well. Which one are you trying to hit
0: uh, with your spell? Since I don't want to get too uh, greedy with the hit dice, I'll hit the smaller one.
3: And what is the save that it has to make?
0: 15, and it lasts for four minutes.
3: Well, what is it against? Is it wisdom? Oh, uh, Will. Well, Thank you. The larger of these spuggets actually seems to have noticed the presence of you guys initially and it actually scurries off before your spell can hit. But Finavir, your spell actually does successfully hit this smaller spugget and you see that as it its body kind of just falls over and you hear this little tiny ew, k- ew, sound. And then Alan Taylor, you knock an arrow and you pull back and you release it.
0: I want to shoot at the biggest one. I'm going
3: to roll a D4 for randomness because they are scattering and running. um, That's fair. That way, because otherwise I'm going to put you at a penalty um, to try and hit the larger one, which is already bolting into the brush. Okay. You actually do end up hitting the larger (laughs) of the spuggets. Yes. In the hindquarters. Please roll damage. If you can kill it, That'd that'd be interesting. 11. Okay. So, um... Allentail, your arrow flies and you actually hear it thunk into the fatty meat of this creature. And it does seem to squeal very loudly and almost like let out this weird trumpeting sound as well. It's like a mixture, Uh, but it does not seem to fall to your bow's damage. But it does seem to be relatively hurt. And you do see that it is still running away, though, with your arrow in its hindquarters. My arrow! What about for Alfred? What would happen there? I would have there?
0: thrown a bomb in the most congested area. So just throw, throw a bomb, trying to hit the most things, and then it would have been five damage to whatever it hit.
3: Okay. You actually see that as they, they're like randomly sp- uh, running around and panic. Uh, you do manage to hit one of them with the splash damage, one of the smaller ones, which takes uh, the five burning damage. And you also notice that a small fire starts in the grass nearby.
0: Uh, well, I was told to come along. You're not wrong.
3: <laughs> You'll roast him alive. I love it.
0: Yeah, along with us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: If you get Imagine the fire, you're
0: fine. We area, can stamp it out.
3: The area has mainly been trampled it's, down, so a lot of it is just muddy. But there is a small patch of grass like towards the center that is now like psh, burning.
0: You know, they say good meat can fall off the bone, but they never do specify how. So are we giving chase?
3: Uh, actually, the one that has fallen onto the ground, one of the huntsman's people actually walks up and slits its throat. And so that basically just dies. Good gras Actually, no. Uh, uh, no, they wouldn't slip the throat. Uh, yeah, no, they would just stab in the heart. So they stab it in the heart because it's already asleep. Okay. Um, Quick death. So they stab it in the heart. And then you actually see as the huntsman loads up his crossbow and he uh, lines up his sight on the or, the or the larger spugget that you hit. And he releases it. And you see this crossbow bolt just, just fly through the grass. And a few moments pass and you hear a loud thunk, a loud squeal. A thud, as the larger spugget does get downed. Yes, and you now have two of the spuggets.
0: Nice. I go to high five the huntsman.
3: He looks at you very confused. He's holding the pipe in one hand, like in his mouth, and the crossbow in the other.
0: Ah, uh, uh, whatever. Put my hand down.
3: <laughs> I'm just
2: imagining him
3: doing this. <laughs>
2: it is beautiful. <laughs> This is a two handed crossbow, by the way. And he's just nonchalantly just holding it, like, yep, I got this. It's fine.
3: So, congratulations. Um, the experience from this would have been negligible with all of the other NPCs. Um, yeah. It's like 10
0: yeah, that, from that. I don't know about everyone. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, um, but you guys end up bringing back these nuggets, which are then cut up and you guys are provided a meal later in the evening. But I will say one thing, you got lucky because they did not spray. (laughs) I
0: don't think any of our party got close enough.
3: Uh, No, they, they did not, but they did not spray in the
0: area. Yeah, plan B probably would've got us sprayed. What was plan B? Charge. Plan B was Court of Shards.
3: The meat is prepared. That evening, it is some of the most savory meat that you guys have had. It is delicious and honestly is a taste you probably would never forget after that evening. But you guys load back up into the wagons and,
0: well? I save a bite.
3: You save a bite? Okay. You save a bite.
0: For Cece. All
3: right. She's very grateful. This is,
1: um, how I would say is amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Everybody was given some, but she's just... Oh.
0: <laughs> I didn't think about the fact that she would have been there. Yeah. Hey,
1: I'm glad I got more. That's exciting. Uh...
0: <laughs> it's like hand to the ball. Hey, you want to finish this?
1: She, she uh, greedily eats it up.
3: Another day passes, and the way has been clear. On one day, there is some relatively foul weather in the sky. You hear some thunderstorm clouds overhead, but it doesn't seem to break. It seems that as you guys continue to ride through, you pass out from the marshes back into a plains region. And finally, you notice that you start heading almost uphill. As you guys recognize this, it's late in the evening. Six days do pass without really any other difficulty. After the several days of travel, it seems you have finally made it to your destination. The secret base of Lamp's Respite greets you with tall stone walls and a metal gate. Atop the stone, you see the flickering of yellow lights moving along the frame of it, which, you realize, must be the guards. And of them, there are many. The wagons slowly pull in through the gate as they swing inward with a groan. The aurochs guide the vehicles along a path around a hill. Impressively, though it is dark out, it is well lit here you find yourselves on top of a plateau. The light of the villages, of this area actually, is not all that leaves you in surprise. High up on this plateau, on a larger hill, hundreds of lights, both from within, spilling out into the night, as well as from below, illuminate a massive castle structure. And on top of it, a stone statue of a warrior blowing in the lights. You have finally made it to Lamb's Respite. And so we'll have to find out what happens on The Gate Chronicles at Lamb's Respite. That's it from me, foundlings. So if you've enjoyed today's episode and you've been enjoying the story or the podcast thus far, please consider leaving us a rating and a review in whatever listening app that you are listening on. You know, if it's YouTube, Hey, leave a comment, subscribe, you know, do that thing that people do on this thing that yeah, that thing, you know, and if you want to support us in other ways, please consider going to our Patreon and donating to us monthly where you can get access to early releases of episodes, uh, GM notes. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. And also, you know, you can help us plan what other character art we're going to get commissioned for, you know, uh, merchandise. Oh, and that's another thing you can do. Go to our website, com. That's missing R O L L playerfound.com. And you can also purchase merchandise there or merchandise, excuse me. And you can get that one shirt that we keep talking about. I can't be responsible for sleeping, Finn. Honestly, I think it's the best shirt we got on there. Not gonna lie. All right. And make sure you guys are following us on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. And also make sure you join us in our Discord, where that link is in the description below. And you can chat with us, hang out. We talk about the podcast and play games together. So please, foundlings, consider doing that. So this is Snow signing off until next, next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.